1: Spiritual fitness, exercises for spiritual fitness. What do you need to be spiritually fit? What do you need to be spiritually strong? The first thing you need is to be spiritually alive. It's those who are spiritually alive that can be spiritually strong or fit. If you are not spiritually alive, forget about being spiritually strong. Because it's those who are born again, who are alive, that can be spiritually strong. In 1 Timothy 4, 7b, the scripture that we just went through, the instruction of the Holy Spirit is, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself to be godly. You don't need to train to be ungodly. You don't need to train to be ungodly, but to be godly. You see, you don't need to do anything for things to go wrong. Things will just go wrong. But for things to go right, to do good, you got to do something. How do you train yourself to be godly? How do you train yourself to be spiritual? How do you train yourself to be spiritually fit or to be strong? There are three major exercises or sacrifices that Jesus taught his disciples. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus tried to say, When you give, when you pray, when you fast. Those are the three major spiritual sacrifices or exercises That we need to engage with to be strong. Giving, praying, fasting. Why do I need to be spiritually strong? Why do you need to be spiritually strong? Why do you need to be strong? If I ask you, why do you need to be physically strong? I'm sure you will tell me. From Ephesians 6, 10 to 13, we can see the main main reasons why we need to be spiritually fit. You know, for physical fitness. Some people, especially young people, want it so that they can look good, so that they can show off their muscles. But spiritual fitness looks at things differently. So in Ephesians six ten to thirteen we learn some reasons why we need to be spiritually fit. The first one is so that you can stand against the satanic schemes. Or strategies or temptations. You need to be spiritually strong because the battle is spiritual. The battle is not physical. The battle is spiritual. So you need to be spiritually strong. If it's a physical wrestling, if it's a physical fight, then yeah, now go and train in the gym, the physical gym. Then you can be physically fit and to fight. But this one is spiritual fitness. So you go. You need a, a spiritual gym. It's a gym, a spiritual gym. So you need to be spiritually strong because the battle is spiritual. Your battle is spiritual. Another reason you need to be spiritually strong is that it's not good enough to just be able to stand against satanic schemes. You, you are. We are also. You are also commanded to destroy the works of the devil. So not just to resist the devil or not just to stand against the devil but to destroy the works of the devil. To overcome. Amen. You also need to be spiritually strong so that you can walk in obedience to God. Can walk in obedience to God. Jesus at Gethsemane prayed for the strength to go through the cross. Sometimes in your life you have to pray for strength to just obey him. God asks you to forgive somebody and The person has hurt you so much. And you can't just in your own mind think of forgiving that person. But you know that God has commanded you to forgive. So what do you do? You cry to God and say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Give me the grace. Lord, help me. Give me the grace. You cry to God. You pray that the Lord will make you stronger to obey him. Amen. Another reason you need to be strong, to be spiritually strong, is that you can endure hardship or persecution or affliction or rejection or position so that you don't get discouraged when you are spiritually strong spiritually fit, you can go through anything because christ strengthens you i can do all things because christ strengthens me amen spiritual fitness is profitable is useful is beneficial for all things For all things, not just for spirituality of spiritual things, but for physical things, for psychological things, for emotional, financial things, mental things, for all things. Did you hear that? Spiritual fitness is useful, profitable, good, beneficial for all things. So you don't say, oh, spiritual fitness is only for spiritual things. Spiritual fitness is for all things. Helps you in every area. Spiritual fitness is profitable for all things. Now, this is a little new from today. We said it's those who are spiritually alive who can be spiritually fit. But much more than being spiritually alive, you know that it's those who are spiritually awake also. It's those who are spiritually alert also. Those who are spiritually aware that are spiritually fit. You've heard me say it before many times that you can be alive, but not awake. Isn't that true? You are alive, but you are not awake. You are sleeping. And you can be alive, awake, but you are not alert. You're still in the la-la land. You are not alert. You're still, mm, you're awake, but mm, still rolling (laughs) from one end of the bed to the other. mm? But much more than that, you can be alive. Awake, alert, but you are still not aware. It's those who are alive, who are awake, who are alert, and who are aware, that are strong. Remember the words of Apostle Paul. It says, be sober, be what? Vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, Walks about looking for someone to devour. So I said, be alert to do what? To resist him steadfastly in the faith. Say, resisting steadfastly in the faith. Now, you are awake, but you are not aware. So you don't see what the devil is doing. So are you going to resist him? No. It's when you are awake, alert, and aware that you can see what is going on. And you can stand up to the devil. And resisting of course you need strength to resist you need fitness to resist if we look at first Timothy 7b to 8 in the amplified version again it says on the other hand discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness keeping yourself spiritually fit for physical training is of some value but godliness spiritual training is of value in everything and in every way since it holds promise for the life, for the present life, and for the life to come. Just as physical fitness. Now listen, just as physical fitness involves more than just one part of your body. It involves all parts of your body. And I believe uh, there are some people here who can speak to that. Say, oh, I'm spiritual I'm physically fit. And it's just your hands that are physically fit. You know? It's just your legs that are physically. Fit. You are not. F- physically fit. It involves every part of your body. So you work out every part of your body. You exercise every part of your body. So just as physical fitness involves more than just one part of your body, spiritual fitness encompasses all parts of your life. Spiritual fitness is multifaceted, has many parts to it. Let's consider these scriptures. Luke 2.52, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God Amen. Luke 2, 52. and men. Luke 2:52And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. For Samuel 2:26 says something similar of the little Samuel. and the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor both with the Lord and with men. This is not just physical growth, but spiritual, social, mental, psychological growth. Growth in all areas. Jesus grew in all areas. Samuel grew in all areas. Let's take a closer look at the prayer of Apostle Paul for the Ephesian church as he prayed for them for spiritual fitness in chapter 3. Now we're going to take a closer look at that prayer that we prayed at the beginning, Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. We're going to take a closer look at that prayer. And by the way, you you will not see Paul praying for the saints, praying for the Christians, and praying, oh, that you may be rich, that you may buy something, that you may have money to do this or that, and all that. He prayed for their spiritual well-being. Knowing that if they are spiritually well, if they are spiritually healthy, all other things will fall in place. Mm. For us, what do we pray for? Most people pray for things. They pray for things. Pray for this, pray for that, pray for this, pray for that, pray for this, pray for that. How many pray for, Lord, that I may do your will, Lord, Let your love, Christ's love, increase in my heart. Lord, help me to love my neighbor better. Help me to love that person more. That difficult person. Help me to love them more. How many people do that? How many people will even fast, No, we will go on fasting for spiritual fitness? I just want to know God. I just want to be strong in the Lord. And I'm fasting today. I'm seeking the face of God. Why are you praying? I'm just seeking the face of God. For what? You want to get married? No. You want a job? No. I just want to know God better. It's like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can pray for that. You can fast for that. It's okay to do that. In fact, that is what spiritual fitness is. Because if you are spiritually fit, everything else will fall in place. So Paul will pray for Spiritual fitness, spiritual strength for the Christians. So in Ephesians 3, 14 to 19, For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all these sins what is the width and length and depth and height. To know the love of Christ,
0: which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God.